following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 367 here from you. As we begin to thaw out, at least that's when we recorded this, we're starting to thaw. By the time you might hear it, it may already be like, I don't know, sunny and 80. I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, it's been a been a wild winter so far for this past week. Man, it was, it was, it, we, I was off. I took a week off. I just, you know, there was no sense in even trying to get out into the, you know, out into the road or into the conditions. I just, I'm kind of a homebody myself anyway, so it was nice to just stick it out here at the house and uh, and and do that. You know, kind of work from home, slept late, stayed up late, drank a lot, <laughs> ate a lot. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a vacation, ready to get back to it. You know, that's, that's part of the fun. Because the last time uh, I was when I was recording an episode of this program, uh, it was nice. It was decent. It was we knew it was coming too. Uh, we didn't expect it to be quite that bad. Certainly not as the case as the way it was down in Texas. Lord of mercy, those folks have had it rough down there. I've got family down there. I I, I grew up there, and uh, it's it, when I was there. I think it snowed maybe what once. <laughs> this is when I was in San Antonio. But uh, but you know, after talking to my family, they've you know they've they've had it pretty rough over the past what five years. It snowed twice. So uh, there's something to be said for this climate change thinking. Uh, I, I'm thinking maybe. People could be faced with. I just saw a sixteen thousand dollar utility bill because because it's Texas. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's a mess. I'm glad I don't live there. For those of you who still do and are listening to this, my apologies um, for your condition. Not for what I said, but for your condition. So <laughs> I hope things improve for you. It's going to be a while. They said it's going to be a couple of months before things are actually somewhat return to normal down there. Could be the case. Um, How's that secession look now, huh? <laughs> That's such a wise idea, I guess. Nevertheless, uh, there, there, there it is. Got a good show for you lined up uh, this time out. We got an actor on the way here, uh, actor and pilot. He's a working pilot. Yeah. His name is Steve Ham. He's going to join us here. We're going to talk showbiz and uh, you know, and flying and stuff and and well, the other big news on the table, which is COVID nineteen. He's a, he's a, he's an air flight, uh, he's air flight. He's a life flight pilot. Uh, you know, he, he, he flies critical people. Uh, he's a, he's a flying ambulance is what he is. And, and that's part of the conversation, but he's, it's pretty cool. It, it, he'll tell you about how he got into all of that and more plus his acting career. He's been in a, in a, in a few shows as well and, uh, how you can keep up with him. You're going to get to meet him. If you haven't heard of him, he's next. Steve Ham joins the program next here from Radio Land right here. Uh, don't, don't run away. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. My guest this time joins us through the miracle of the internet. Uh, he is, uh, well, he's still a pilot, and uh, he's done a bunch of other things, too. We're going to learn about our, our new friend here, Mr. Steve Ham. Steve, how are you, buddy? 
Doing well, thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's 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 my pleasure. Uh, you know, we were we were just chatting just briefly before we got kind of got started here about uh, uh, you know I now I find if my information is correct, you were you were a pilot in the military. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which branch of the service were, did you did you work in? Uh, the army. I did uh, twenty three and a half years, then officially retired. <laughs> well, congratulations and thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. It uh, quarter of my life, uh, yeah, serving, and uh, it uh, it was an honor and uh, uh, good times and bad times, of course. Well, <laughs> yeah, they 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 kind of go hand in hand in the in the service. Uh, there's, yeah. you know, and and hopefully the the good the good stuff outweighs the the bad stuff for sure. I oh, tell you. absolutely, yeah. for sure. Yes, I guess when you're looking back on it, it's it's, it's an experience you wouldn't want to trade. I hope. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I made some great friends. I uh, did some great things. Uh, had some great experiences. So uh, no, I could I couldn't trade that for anything. When when you're uh, when they teach you to fly, uh, I've always wanted to know this. And you know, and, and you know, of course, you've you, you you're retired from there. So do, do they just let you take your uh, take your license with you, and then you just hop into anything and off you go flying uh, as a civilian, or you still got to go through the whole courses and all that? Oh yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, you still have a pilot's license. The thing is, uh, you know. You actually have to get a civilian flight license before you uh, get out, and you have the opportunity to do that while you're at uh, the military flight school. So, <clears throat> as long as you do that, you're okay. Um, but you still need to get uh, training in whatever aircraft you're going to fly. So, you just can't hop into one aircraft or another and just take off. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sorry, man. I spent 23 years behind the stick of this thing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it didn't, didn't quite work. Well, like that, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the flying is still the same. I mean, yes. how it works, but I think you know how you start it up and every all the little nuances it has and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and you were you were a helicopter pilot, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I uh, one of my first jobs in radio. I was I was working as a traffic reporter and uh, and uh, spent some time in the in the sky with uh, some of these guys and. Uh, yeah. We were flying uh, uh, Bell Jet Ranger. Yeah, Bell Jet Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and early in the morning, boy, rocky to sleep too. It was it was a good, comfortable <laughs> ride. <laughs> yeah, they're not meant for comfort, unfortunately. No, no, not not at all. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a that's a pretty cool skill to have. And now you say you're, as a civilian, you're still you're still flying some. Are you are you are you, are you, are you doing it professionally, or are you just doing it for your own thrills? No, it's professional. I uh, I'm a helicopter lifelike pilot by trade now. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Uh, that's that's some pretty that's some pretty uh, uh, groovy flying that, uh, that we here in Memphis. Are, we, I live not far from the medical district, and I think yeah. I see oh, easily every day. There's two or three flights that that are coming through. Those guys are always uh, you know running somebody yeah. somewhere. So yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, uh, it's kind of slowed down since uh, COVID started up. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we've had to make some adjustments, but uh, you know people still get sick. So. Well, yeah, uh, car accidents are still happening, and people still getting shot, unfortunately. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they don't they don't stop doing that business. So, uh, so how has it been with uh, with you uh, and and the COVID? Have you been able to uh, avoid all, all of that and uh, and kind of keep your head down a little bit? Fortunately, yes. Uh, I have to knock on wood. And yes, I have. Um, I actually uh, received my uh, second vaccine shot uh, the other day, and uh, other than some mild, you know, uh, like aches and, and pains and stuff like that, uh, it's it subsided. But uh, I'm doing well. But uh, yeah, you would think in my line of work that uh, you know it would have definitely happened. But we take every precaution possible. You know, we wear masks, yeah. wear gloves, yeah. you know, sanitize as much as possible, decontaminate and stuff. So. Uh, I work with a lot of uh, medical professionals, you know, who are very, very smart on the, on the subject area. And, you know, we just, we do what we got to do, but uh, yeah, we, we stay safe. 
Yeah, I, I hear the the second shot. Uh, it, it can leave you feeling a little bit kind of like a like a, a like a pretty bad hangover for just a little while. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I think it was twelve hours after I got it, I started feeling some effects. So uh, of course, did the uh, Motrin Tylenol combo, and uh, it. Uh, I mean, like I said about twelve hours later, it was fine, but. Uh, I've been told that, you know, if you actually have the virus, you kind of feel like that for, for 10 days. And I'm like, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. It's just, it's horrible. Yeah. I've, I've talked to a couple of people who have had uh, the COVID and uh, they, they say that, you, you know, all the, you know, all the, the, the downplayed reports about it is, uh, uh, is exactly that it's downplayed. You don't want this. You don't want any, you don't want any part of this man, this matter. No, it's crazy. No. Yeah. That's absolutely right. I, I, I couldn't imagine it. I wouldn't want it on anybody. That's for sure. It's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you're not flying, what else are you doing? You're an actor, aren't you? Yes. I, I can claim myself as an actor for sure. Um, <laughs> I can claim myself as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, mean, I don't I, know. <laughs> I, I've, I've acted. I got paid for it. So yeah, I, I guess you'd say it's a profession. Um, yeah. On my off time, uh, I do uh, do the acting thing. Uh, it's uh, been a almost eight year in March probably be eight year journey for me on that. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, path to follow and it's definitely not for the, uh, the weak minded or the uh, people, you know, who, uh, who, who don't like to do tough things. Cause it's probably one of the second toughest thing I've ever tried to do other than join the military. <laughs> is it really, do you think you know, for you, it's, it's, is it, is it, what, what is it that's making it so tough for you? think it's, uh, I think the tough part is, you know, once you get the uh, the acting, uh, the skills down, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, it's all the rejection that you get and stuff because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a very friendly industry per se. You know, you got to learn to meet people and then learn to take rejection, you know, and kind of learn how the industry works. And uh, if you don't have the, uh, the mindset for it that, you know, no matter what they say or what happens, you're going to keep going. You, you won't get far. I mean, that's what I think why 90 percent of the people just eventually do quit because uh, <clears throat> because of that. And the fact that, you know, you actually do got to put some money into it, you know, for for coaching lessons and, and, and headshots and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I work as a as a voice actor as well. And uh, I understand exactly yeah. what you mean about uh Never hearing yes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. it's, right? You, once you get past that soul-crushing <laughs> self-defeat, then you're just like, ah, it's yeah. just—it's another audition. I—I I don't know. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. You know. And if I—I I just acted like it's a surprise when it comes. Then you know that, that kind of thing. That's exactly right. Yeah, you just never know. Um, I mean, I do some uh, voice acting as well. I just started dabbling into that a few years ago. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's uh, and just I think you know the recording and then the editing process is is is. Ooh, that's comprehensive. That's tough sometimes. It is, and it can be. Uh, once you do it enough, though, I can tell you from my experience with it that uh, it, it it'll it'll come almost second nature to you. It's you know you just you're just snapping through the the, the process, and you'll know what sounds good and what doesn't. And that's right. you know, yeah. that's that's pretty critical. But yeah, you know, voice acting I dig because. I don't have to memorize anything. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the easy part about it. Yeah. Uh, having done a couple of films myself, I, I and you know, I, I just feel like I, it's, there, there's this whole imposter syndrome. It's like, you work so hard to get onto the set and then you feel, Oh, I'm just going to screw this all up. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have made the right, the, the right decision to bring me in, but you know, you get through it and every, you know, everybody's nice and very patient. They get it. You know, and that's, that was my experience with it. I don't know that's, that I don't know that I would want to pursue that line of it, but uh, you know, my hats off to you for doing it. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I think some people feel that way. Um, I know for a fact that I think 
you know, even if I became a uh, established like household name or something like that, I still would, you know, be gracious for any kind of, you know, project that you get booked on because you never know the next day you could be out of a job for whatever reason. So you got to, you know, really just uh, just be gracious in, in the industry, you know, and, and just be glad with whatever you get. Oh, absolutely. So uh, was it was it just this kind of a decision that, you know, you're 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 out of the you're out of the out of the military now. You're flying a little bit uh, for, you know, for the hospitals. And, and you know, you know, I think I I think I think I got a shot at this. And is, it, is that kind of how that worked or is you were you talked into it? Because that yeah, happens. Yeah, I wasn't talked into it. It's it's a crazy story that everyone <laughs> I mentioned about. So uh, about six months before I got out, I just had a wild thought to uh, to try the acting bit. I'm not sure where it came from. Sure. And I did a uh, a weekend cold read workshop. And uh, after doing you know acting out several uh, scenes on stage, I just the acting bug hit me. I was just it was exhilarating. I felt liberated. I'm like I want to pursue this. Yeah. So once I got out and, you know, moved and got myself established, uh, found some representation, thankfully, um, I just kept on going. And, uh, you know, there are times you feel like quitting because it's like this is just too hard or it's not nothing's happening, you know. And that's when you got to you know, really push hard, push forward, um, you know, have a good support system, which, I you know, I found online, you know, fellow actors support each other. So, yeah, um, but it just, you know, there's there's ups and downs. You just got to roll with them, basically. Um. Is it, uh, uh, before we go on, I I want to clarify this too, because there's, there's another guy out there that's, he's either stolen your name or something, but, uh, uh, but what have you, what all have you been in? Uh, what, or, or or, give me the highlights on that. You don't mind. No, that's fine. Um, so, uh, I guess some things I like to, to talk about is one is, uh, there was a Bruce Willis movie called acts of violence. Yeah. Um, I played a, uh, detective in that and it wasn't it was basically a featured extra role which it turned into be so it's one of those things where i applied to be a background role and while on set the director had a change of heart or change of thought and he wanted uh, a couple of the background people to actually walk some of the uh, the main characters out of a house so uh, i got the pleasure of escorting cole hauser out of a house after a big gunfight because uh he wasn't supposed to be there uh-huh. so uh yeah, so, you know, and I didn't post anything about it because I thought, well, if I do that, you know, who's just having to make the scene? You know, they might cut, cut my image out or whatever else. But a friend of mine uh, texted me a few months later and said, hey, I think I saw you in this movie. And she sent me some images. I'm like, oh, wow, I did make the cut. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I can post about that now. So yeah. um, small, small claim to fame there. Um a few other things. Uh, there was uh, my first speaking role was a movie called Crisis in the Valley. Yeah. Um, I got uh, cast through a uh, through a Facebook post about that, which was pretty uh, interesting. And then uh, there was one called A Common Creed: The Epidemic uh, that was filmed in Cleveland as well. And uh, luckily for me, you know, there was no audition needed. It was just like you look like you could be a mayor, so why don't you uh, you know get over here and do some work? I'm like, sure, no problem. And so I did. So. There's been a few other numerous uh, independent films that, you know, you get cast for through various casting sites and stuff. So sure, sure. keep myself busy as much as I can. No, no, that's, no, that's great. I, you know, there's uh, like any, like a lot of uh, communities, even Memphis has a little bit of a film uh, commit uh, 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 culture, a, a, a community here. And uh, these, uh, some of these guys, you know, they, they, they enjoy it so much that they're just, they're shelling out their own money to make these projects happen. And, and, and everybody who wants to get a shot at, at working on these sets, get that opportunity. A lot of times, of course, a lot of it's unpaid, which is, you know, it's the nature of the business, but it looks good on a, right. on a reel. 
And then, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it's when they, when they when they finally get into it, and this happens, you know, they, they finally get into a nice, uh, maybe a, a pretty soft television job or even a good film role somewhere down the way. Everybody always comes back and they say, man, it was uh, it was fun, but it was so boring. I could not believe how slow it's like, hurry up and wait. And you sit around and you're right. playing cards and you're playing with your phone all day long. And then it's, and then they call you onto the set and you do your thing. And it's like, okay, you're done. Go, there's a craft table or have a donut, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that a lot. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, 90% of the, the setup of the scene. And then the uh, 10% is the, the actual performance, you know? So, um, but you know, if that's what you signed up for, I think by that time you, you know, that's what's going to happen. So you just, you just deal with it, you know? And, uh, I would, I wouldn't care. I mean, you know, I'm not going to complain, especially if you get cast for something and you're getting paid for it. You're doing what you love, you want to do. So, you know, you just roll with it. Always be gracious, though. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, that's that that's uh, you have to be because, like you said earlier, you know, one day you're you know, you're doing well. And the next day you're you know, you're 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 wondering if, if McDonald's is hiring. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, it's it's the fear that uh, I think that comes with it, and it kind of can be so intimidating, and and uh, you know that's why anybody that does that, I'm like, yeah, wow, you know, because I'll say, well, oh, that's just easy there, showbiz boy. What are you doing? And it's like, no, nah, you don't get it. It's it's tough. It is really really hard work. Yeah, that people definitely a lot of people don't uh, get it. I mean, you can Google the life of an actor or what it's like, and uh, you might get you know some sense or a quick snapshot. But uh, yeah, you know the the training that you got to continuously get, learning how to you know work on set and everything that that entails. Um, there's this, that whole iceberg picture, you know, where you only see 10% of what's going on and then 90% below. And there is just so much work to get to the point of either being on the, on the set, you know, the filming, you see all the award shows, the red carpet stuff, but everything it took to get to that point is just incredible. So, I mean, my hat is off, you know, to those that are been doing it for so long and they are established, you know, but, uh, there is a, you know, probably a slight price to pay. And, you know, if you're willing to pay it and, you know, and uh, accept the uh, whatever risks are involved, then, you know, more power to you. Let me ask you this. Is it, uh, is it true about the, the, the old, uh, I, guess, I don't know if it's a trope or, or, but the whole thing about being on the set and, you know, if you're, if you're uh, in one part of this whole thing, you're not allowed to talk to the other people, you know, like you can't go talk to the stars or the leads unless you're working with them there at that moment. You're just, like everybody's sitting around waiting. You don't go, Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? You, you can't do that. Right. No, that's one thing they say. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't want you uh, like taking pictures or anything else. If your background, you do your background stuff. You, know, they even get to the point of sometimes saying no eye contact, whatever else. Don't mess with them. Don't ask for autographs. Nothing like that. So, um, because they've got to, you know, prepare for their scene and get in the moment or whatever it is that they do, you know, to prepare for for that uh, to do what they got to do. So, but I mean, you know, some some of these uh, a listers are, uh, you know more friendly than others and they don't mind taking, you know, sh uh, pictures after the facts, you know, but just don't be that person that, you know, makes the point to go up to them real quick and act like this deranged fan, because that's really going to turn them off. And, you know, the industry is so small that, you know, people talk and actually you don't want to get blacklisted for, for not working again. Yeah. You don't want to sit and go, Oh man. Oh shit. That's Tom Hanks. Hey Tom. Hey, I, I love Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah you do that. They're right. going to run you right on out of there. And that'll, that'll oh, be the pretty end. much. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, when, when you're, when you're the, the, the action, uh, sequences, uh, the, in this, in this Willis picture that you did, did, did you get to see any of, of how that was, how that was put together? All the, the little bits of the movie magic with that? Unfortunately not. Um, the day we did the last day of filming and he came in, I guess a few days prior and did all his scenes in, in one day, Oh wow! which was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. So, uh, when I walked in, it was, uh, pretty much after this massive, uh, gunfight at, at this house. So 
but you saw you know the after effects of the house and how it just seeing how everything on a big bigger budget movie set uh runs it's pretty incredible i mean it's it's uh it's just yeah it's it's amazing actually to see what they do and stuff and to be knowing that you're standing next to you know for me next to cole hauser i mean i'm not sure if i ever get that chance again you know but you could tell he was in character you know he was kind of a nice guy slash mean guy you know and you just you gotta keep your mouth shut and you do what you do and that's it you know and that's just being part of the professional background at that point have you thought about doing any stage work or are you just are you happy with uh, with film i think i prefer film but i wouldn't mind doing stage i would give it a shot but it's it's totally different obviously you know it's uh that's i think that's a little bit more rigorous than uh than than, than just regular film work yeah, the, uh, the the treading of the boards is uh, that's uh, hugely uh, labor intensive, and I think you have to like block out like three months of your life just to get ready for the, oh, for the thing. I'm sure. Yeah, I couldn't do that right now. That's for sure. So <laughs> they're not going to let you take that much time off of the gig. No, are they? <laughs> no. I mean, if the only way I could actually quit my day job is to be offered a you know a significant amount of, of money for a role in something that you know is is going to offset for quite a while which you know it takes time to get to that point so i don't know if it happens it happens if not if not I, at least i as long as i get to act that's all that matters well yeah i mean you're, you're in a good spot though i mean you uh you you've, you've got you've got some credit uh, uh and you've also you got representation which is good you know not everybody gets that opportunity to have a have a rep no. that's gonna throw yeah. you some auditions um do, do you do a lot of auditioning do you get calls for that a lot not lately. Um, right now, I think because of COVID, they do a lot more of the self-tape auditions. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, which in itself is not that bad. Uh, I, I think I prefer in person because you get that one shot, one time to make the, the best impression. You get a feel for the room and everything. But with self-tape, you know, you do get a chance to redo it as often as you want. But I think you get to a point of where it's just never perfect enough for you because we're so OCD. We're like, we got to get it right. We got to get it right. And, you know, you don't know what they're actually looking for. So just do three takes, you know, pick one, send it in and go from there. But, you know, obviously put your best foot forward, be prepared, be memorized, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's the way it is with the voice acting end on my end. Uh, you know, they'll send the copy and and I'll see the deadlines and I'll know I can kind of prep, you know, a little bit for it, rehearse it. And you're right. Do like three, maybe four takes. Listen to them. Okay, yeah. I'm, or sometimes you just you feel like you're just, you know, bumbling all the way through the damn thing. And then you do it that one time and go, ah, that's the one. Yeah, and you send it, and then and then you don't get the gig. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's like, right? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I totally get it. But you know, that's that is that. It's nice to be able to handle the audition like that, though. Um, uh, being able to record it and and uh, but you know, like you said, though, you don't get the chance to ask questions of of the of the of the casting folk. Whether you know, yeah, hey, uh, is there any particular thing that you want to see about this? You know, that that kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, you don't know. So, but uh, you know. I think my whole audition process now has changed since I watched the video from uh, Brian Cranston one time. They interviewed him real quick and uh, he took on this new concept of how he does uh, auditions. You know, he's like, yeah, he doesn't go in there, which doesn't have to audition anymore, obviously. But when he did, um, he didn't think that he had to get the job. So he just walked in there. He was prepared to do do his, his bit. You know, he pretty much took control of the room as best he could, gave his performance, made a bold choice left the room and just forgot about it. You know, he's like, if I keep it upon myself where I got to have this role, then the real acting doesn't really come out per se. And once he started feeling that way and doing that kind of stuff, he started booking stuff left and right. So I've taken on that, that mindset and concept now. That's actually a very healthy way to look at it. Uh, just, you know, just go in, do it, forget about it. And then go on about your day. And, uh, you know, if you get it, great, yeah. you know, 
Uh, do you, yeah. when when you when you do these auditions, uh, do, 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 you, do you try and dress for that character, or you just you just you know sit there in a jeans and in a t shirt and just you know hey, you're looking for the face and the sound? Um, I think if it's in person, obviously you're just going to go in, in something close, but nothing really specific because I don't think they want to see that. Uh, for a self tape, depending on what it is, if you're actually dressed like the character, it does help to bring the character out. But uh, you know. If you can ask the question ahead of time, you know, do you want to see me in costume or not? Just just to see, get a feel for what they want. Um, but if they don't tell you anything, I'll just make a bold choice. And if it's like for a cop role, then wear, you know, a police uniform. At least that way they can see you in the role to say, well, yes or no that way. So, I mean, it's just it's a chance you take. But, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that is the worst that's going to happen. Right. So, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, they'll live to fight another day. <laughs> Yeah, this business is all full of taking chances. It really is. So. It is. Uh, uh, what do you What do you think about uh, landing a spot on, uh, say, like a, a primetime television show, a multi a multi season thing? That'd be something that you'd probably would really enjoy. I would think. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Dick Wolf and his, his shows and stuff. And I think my favorite one is you know probably Chicago PD, which I would love to be on at some point. Um, and I've you know tried looked at auditions that they put out for stuff, but you know either there are Auditions fall on my off week, and then the actual role or filming is on my on week at work, so it doesn't work out. So, or it's vice versa. You know, it's like, great, how do I get this done? You know, so yeah. at some point it'll work out. But yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't mind one of those those, those shows. It would it would be awesome. He's his uh, his people do do some great work. Yeah, they do. I well, he, you know, he's been around forever. I mean, he's he's been uh, he's been part of that whole. Uh, primetime uh drama stuff for for years and uh, oh, yeah. he's always worked with some great writers and and very good directors and actually some very good actors too those shows are so so well put together i mean it's clear that he's they, they still go to dick to, to put something on tv yeah uh he's actually during the covid time he's put together these segments or pieces where a star from one show is having like this uh, zoom interview discussion with another star and like they've never met each other before and they just talk about stuff it's unscripted is what they call it and it's just incredible how they got cast for the role, where he found them. But they said, once you're under the, the Dick Wolf umbrella, you know, it's like you're, you're friends for life. You know, he he's approachable and, you know, he just he's very friendly. And I'm like, that's the kind of person you want to work for, you know? Sure. And I guess also if you if you sign on with uh, with uh, with Dick Wolf, you all you're it's almost like you've just joined a corporation. It's like you just got right. this. You got this great job, and if you just if you if you do well, show up, be a pro, don't be an ass, and you're going to wind up, you know, working with him for a long time. And it's that's exactly man, what yeah. what a sweet spot that would be, though, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. You can hang up the flight suit at that point and say, you know, <laughs> I'm off to the set. Y'all be sweet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. From, you, from uh, your lips to God's ears on that one. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll do what I can. I'll light a candle for right. you, man. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe something will come of it. That's, yeah, that's, and that's what well, that's something else about this business, as you very well know, is that it, it, it seems competitive amongst actors, but it's not really. I mean, it's, you know, in a way you're, 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 when you do this audition, it's like, but it's not like, you know, I'm going to beat your ass. It's not, it's not anything like that. It's just, you know, that when you, if you didn't get the part, it wasn't because of you personally per se, right. you know, unless, unless you've got that reputation. Um, right. I, I was talking to an actress friend of mine out of Nashville and she said, the hardest thing you have to go through in your mind in some of these things is the fact that, oh my God, do I look like the casting director's ex-wife? Right. You know, yeah. do I remind that person of somebody that did them wrong? And they may, it, it, it clearly it's not, it's now I just would rather not have that, you know? And 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, you never know what 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 they want, or what they're looking for, and sometimes they don't know what what they want or what they're looking for either. So, yeah. but uh, it takes me back to, I guess, another uh, <laughs> Brian Cranston video I, I saw, and I, I'm a big fan of his. But, oh, sure, uh, yeah, he's awesome. It, he's like, um, you know, he was on stage and making giving some more tips and advice, and he said, uh, you know, when you're you're not competing against someone else, you're competing kind of against yourself, really. You know, don't beat yourself up about it, but you know that role. You know, it's not your role to get. It's it's up for whoever you know is is either the best at it or who they feel is most deserving for it. But you know, when you don't get it, you know, congratulate whoever else did. You know, because it was never yours to begin with. You had a chance, but there'd be more chances down the road. So, just be gracious about it. And I think some people may have a hard time, you know, uh, accepting that 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 fact or that philosophy. So, um, just kind of get get past your ego, whatever else it is, you know, and just keep moving on. Yeah, yeah, there's always an audition out there. It's it's and that's good. That's a never ending thing. And the more you do it, the the higher the percentages are of landing something that uh that you'll that you'll either really enjoy doing or or feel very lucky or blessed to have, or it might be something like, Ooh, this was that that was that one sucked, you know, but I did it and you know, and off I went. <clears throat> well, yeah, every actor has some bad auditions. I mean, you can go on YouTube and look at any A list celebrity and they'll tell you, Oh my god, you know, this one audition I did, oh my god, you know, and even though you may think it's bad, they might think it's good for all you know. So sure, um, sure. never, never apologize for how your performance went. Even if you think it was awful, you know, just uh, say, you know, thanks and walk out the room and hold your head up high and move on. Because even though it may have been bad and they may think it's been bad, but if you walk out graciously and you're playing professional, that may be all it needed. They're like, Oh wait, you know, he's, he might be actually someone we could work with, you know, and that's what the kind of boils down to, you know, do you look the part? Can you act the part? And, can, are you someone that we can work with down the road that's going to take redirection and everything else? You know, are you, are you going to be a problem child? So I think if you can present your, your best self, you know, yeah. and just keep doing that. You'll be fine. Yeah. That's well, that's that you, you, uh, you've, you've tied it up pretty well there for, uh, for anybody <laughs> listening. That's going to, that's, that's thinking about this business. Yeah. Cause you know, once you get past that whole rejection business, you know, the rest of it is just showing up and doing your job and, uh, and, and, and don't be an ass. <laughs> that's, that's all there. That's all there. Yeah. Is yeah. Are there any other aspects of, uh, of the entertainment business that, uh, that you, that you wouldn't mind getting into like, uh, like uh, direction or, uh, or, or writing or any of that stuff? Or are you, or are you just content with uh, trying to act? I am content with acting. I would never want to be a writer. I, I hate writing God, yeah. with the passion. So, but I like a well-written project. You can always kind of tell that, you know, by, by how a well-written and well-cast project. Um, I think I'd be good as, as a cast and director actually, because I think I know what I would want to look for and, you know, uh, good performances. Uh, a lot of fellow actors that I know, you know, I've seen some of their, their reels and I'm like, wow, that was really impressive. That was really good. Um, so yeah. Uh, directing maybe down the road. I don't know. Um, I may not be the best at that cause I think I'm a little too OCD for that. And, but, uh, I mean, who knows? We'll see. It worked but, for uh, Kubrick. Think, yeah. He was OCD. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Famously. Were way out there. Oh yeah. I could not, have, I've heard those stories about working with him, about what that must've been like. Yeah. I mean, it's like, cause you're torn. Watch well, the great Stanley Kubrick. And then you get on the set. And it's like, I've done this. I've done this scene 55 times. What, you know, what, what, when are we going to wrap this up? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's after a while, you know, it's it's going to go from the best work to, OK, well, we're past that now and they're just so tired. You're not going to get what you want anymore. So I don't know, maybe down the road, perhaps. But I, I'm I'm happy with the acting stuff now. Uh, uh, Stephen, where can uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, I, I'm assuming you're on the social media and you're in and elsewhere. Where, where can they find you? 
the official website is uh, stevehamwith2ms.org. Um, that'll take you to the main site uh, with my uh, bio, demo reel. Yeah. Uh, there's links to my social media and stuff. There's uh, on-set scenes, and there's also a page for my uh, voiceover reels as well. So it's a one-stop shop. Hey, that's great, man. Uh, best of luck to you uh, in the, in this endeavor. Like you said, it's it's tough, it's it's freaky, it's cranky, but it's a but it's a hell of a ride, man. It's a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun. Just got to have the, the the mindset for it and just dig in, you know, and, and enjoy. It. If you're not enjoying it, then then don't do it. Oh my God! It looks like anything else. If you don't like doing you're it, right. go, go wasting your time with it. Go find something else better right. to do, and uh, and that's what you're doing. And uh, and please be safe uh, in the air. You're you're also doing the Lord's work there, uh, making sure everybody's safe and, and and getting the help that they need in the in the times of emergency. And if it weren't for guys like you, there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot less of us. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, there's been some some t- some tough patients I have transported. That's for sure. I, uh, I've got, in fact, I have a friend who is, uh, who is uh, in a horrible, uh, uh, car accident, got hit by a train. And, uh, she told, she told me about that experience of what that is, what it's like in that, in that helicopter with, uh, with all the personnel in it that's in there. It's, uh, it's impressive. You guys do some really, really impressive things. Thank you. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> all right. Well, Steve, uh, thank you so much. Uh, be safe. And if there's anything I can do for you down the way, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out and, uh, and we'll go from there. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Steve Ham, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our Mindful Living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. You know, I think our paths may have crossed. I believe it was uh, 2019 that you had a, a pretty momentous uh, occasion down here for the International Blues Challenge. Yes, yes, we we made it to the finals. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's some pretty sweet stuff right there. Yeah, that was you know, it was absolutely crazy, and we've been uh, we've been you know just full steam ahead ever since then, and then. And then we had that big roadblock called, you know, a pandemic. Well, yes, <laughs> there's, there is that. That's put the, uh, that's put the brakes on a lot of, a lot of folks. And uh, well, and usually we would, we, we would have had you in the studio if, if, uh, if there was no pandemic. That would have been. Oh, a thing we would have been there. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's what this show has always been about. It's about live music and uh, you know spending a whole evening with you know live performance and telling stories, some of which may be true. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, the lovely Gina Coleman. Yes. Yes, indeed. She is uh, lovely. She was uh, on, a, on a, an appearance of uh, the Booze and Blues. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, speaking of the blues, I want to remind you folks that we're also involved in a, uh, interesting program. Uh, and we've, uh, we've kind of worked together with the Memphis blues society in, uh, with radio Memphis, of course. And it's the uh, feed the blues campaign 
where you can uh, get involved. And we are collecting non-perishable food items to be uh, given to folks that can't work. These are entertainers. Uh, these are legacy blues artists that have suddenly found themselves without a gig because they're not playing right now. These these clubs, even though they're kind of starting to slowly sort of maybe open up, they're just not getting booked. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully not too much longer, but we're here to help by gathering non-perishable food items to uh to uh, to get to uh to these folks to to make sure they got some food on their on the, on their table. Yes, you can do so by uh by searching Feed the Blues on Facebook. You'll see the whole um, you'll see a whole Facebook page about it, as a matter of fact, with all the details there. If you're not in the Memphis or Mid-South area and, and can't help out that way, there's another way that you can help out. It's quite simple, too. Just go to MemphisBluesSociety.com. On the left side of the page, you'll see a uh, a link to the Papa Don McMinn Musicians Fund, and there you can contribute financially. You can throw a few bucks in the kitty, helps them out. And then there's a, there's a note area, and you can say, hey, this is for food or this is for whatever, or just, hey, use it as you see fit. Uh, so you can do that. It's a great way to help out. Keep these uh, musicians in your thoughts and prayers, and hopefully everybody will uh, get uh, will we'll get through all this a little bit better. That's just kind of the way that works, you know. Hate to think that during a pandemic and of course this rough winter we had, that there's anybody uh, these talented uh, folks that are without a bite to eat, you know. So there is that. So find out more. Search uh, "Feed the Blues" on Facebook, and you'll see all the details there. There it is. That's it. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Until then, we'll see you then. Please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 